Today on the Video Maker Podcast, Chris and I talk all about what's new in video news. So the big news this week is that Sony has a new camera out for vloggers called the ZV-1. It's pretty interesting. We have new firmware updates from Blackmagic. Uh, there is a, a new update for the Panasonic S1H, which does not have the ProRes RAW update we were all hoping for. Rokinon's got a new lens, and also LiveView has a new switching box. Uh, also, as always, if you're watching this on YouTube or videomaker.com, thank you. But we would love it if you went to iTunes and gave us a five-star review or hit the subscribe button. And same thing on Spotify, although I don't think they have the, the five-star thing. But those kinds of things are great for new podcasts like us. And also, we're still running the survey, and we would love it if you took the survey. It's about a one-minute survey in the description. Uh, and you can just tell us about how you heard about the podcast. So enough with the announcements. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Video Maker Podcast. I'm Mike Wilhelm. And with me, as always, to my right is Chris Monlux. Hello. Did, did you hit the record button? I did hit the record button. Oh, man. So embarrassing. Chris and I just started the podcast and we were talking for, I don't know, five minutes or so before I glanced down and saw, oh, that light is green and not red. Yeah. You know, it happens to us all. I, I, it's it's better to do it with uh, friends and in front of an important client. So Yeah, exactly. And fortunately, actually, uh, no one will get to hear this, but the air conditioner turned on partway through or starting oh, yeah. with the air conditioner. So guess what? You get to start over. You don't have to listen to the air conditioner. Yeah, that's right. Um, so actually, there's a number of news topics to discuss today. This is all about, uh, you know, just what's what's new in the news. We haven't done one of these in a month and a half or so uh, since we've talked about the stuff that was announced the week that NAB would normally have been. Um, but before we get into that stuff, uh, Chris, what, what have you been working on lately? So um, I've been working on uh, the visual storytelling course, and we, as many courses as we have, uh, there's not one that really encompasses all of the stuff that we're covering in it. And uh, it's it's a little different for me because I'm I'm it's causing me to action. It's I, I'm I'm inspired to uh, put the stuff I'm learning from it as I'm making it, uh, and that is the process. When I make a course, a lot of times it's I know something well, but not to the point I can make a course about it. So I do research, and then we write, and then we put it all together. And sometimes you know I do that, and I'm just happy to move on. <laughs> the project's over. Cool. I'm um, not always like, oh, I want to put this knowledge to to, to task right now. Uh, but this has caused me to uh, start uh, at least an outline right now for a screenplay, uh, a little coming to age uh, story or, or whatnot, uh, mostly from my own experiences. But uh, I've not been um, so inspired before uh, from making a course uh, to put it in action. So I'm, I'm real excited and, and it's also very robust. So um, I I typically uh, say that uh, three words on the page equals one second on the screen. So uh, I did a little like rough estimate based on the length of all the scripts, and uh, it was a little over two hours. And so far, I'm like within a percent of those estimates when I finish the video, which is probably some of the best estimation I've ever made for the length of a video. Uh, but it's because um, it's we're talking over movie clips to give examples of, uh, you know, lots of, of course, Stanley Kubrick and, and uh, uh, some Spielberg and, and that kind of stuff. But like Titanic, we have some stories from Titanic. And I, I watched it when I was I was a senior in high school and it came out with my girlfriend. And it was fine. And I remember being like, that was a good movie. I was moved or whatever. But I've never really looked at it to learn from, so it's it's really cool to see a movie that I was like, meh, and be like, oh, but this and that, and I could take that kind of idea and do this with. So it's been uh, it's been kind of exciting, and uh, and then I've also been just editing. So like, I just adore being able to just go, I'm editing today, and then the next time I look up, it's like days over or it's lunchtime or whatever, and that's just really fun because. Uh, you know, you just you get in a flow state, I think is really the, the big thing. And it's like, if I can just keep on going, have nothing running, get in my way, like not having a source for something or whatever, or not having the A roll done or whatever for it. Uh, you know, it's just cool to just be editing all day. And uh, so it's, it's been real, uh, real fun. What about you? I, I know you we were talking about uh, with the homepage uh, that you've been kind of jumping into. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've just been giving a lot of thought to the homepage recently of videomaker.com, um, primarily because, you know, I was just reflecting on a lot of the survey results we get about the site and about people who read the magazine and all that kind of thing. And, you know, for the most part, like uh, the vast majority of people who visit uh, Videomaker, who rely on Videomaker, um, 
rely on us for educational purposes. Um, I don't know if it's the case with all of our podcast listeners. By the way, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, please go take the survey in the description. Yeah, right. But, uh, but, um, but you know, most people come to Video Maker for education. Um, and yet, if you go to the homepage, it's mostly just articles in chronological order. It's not optimized to teach people quickly. It's the optimized to get people to, I guess, read the newest stuff. But I think that uh, I have this hunch that people who come to the site uh, are not looking necessarily for the, the newest stuff. They're looking to learn to make video and they're, they have a specific thing in mind they need to learn. They need to get to that topic uh, or, or they're just beginners. They need to jump in and sort of learn the ropes in a certain order. So just been giving thoughts to like, maybe we should restructure this homepage. We obviously need a news section. We cover a lot of newsy topics that are need to be presented chronologically. But we cover also a lot of evergreen techniques and a chronological listing of them that is probably not the not the uh, ideal way to help people learn, right? They're, they just, when you need to learn how to make video or anything, that you need to learn the fundamentals and then you move up from there into more advanced topics. You don't just go like, what's the newest thing that my teacher thought of? Yeah, well, you know? and not only that, but like so much of, uh, of, of film and, and video is language that's already written, right? This we're we're teaching things that have been around for a long time. So if we're we're talking chronological order of the newest techniques and that kind of stuff, it's it's not going to be uh, getting populated as often because there isn't new language being written as much. Yeah, and of course for video maker, mo most people uh, might get to video maker just through how to blank and then you're going directly to the page right so it's got good seo search engine optimization but that uh you know for someone that wants to just find a place and just start learning like that's exciting uh i know for me like that's transformative uh, when you find a site that you're like oh this has what i'm looking for and for us that has such a robust knowledge of what we have on video maker it's like well, yeah, we have all that stuff, but yeah. it's not terribly apparent by going to the homepage. Yeah. I mean, you can get to all that stuff and we could guide you there, but we want people to be able to get there and be like, oh, stoke. Yeah. I, I have yeah. I, I have the next, you know, month's worth of challenges uh, just in all my rudimentaries here or whatever way we end up presenting it. But yeah. So I think we need to structure the, the page so that it, you know, if you're an, if you're a beginner, you get to the homepage and it's a, it's sort of a clear path on advancing your skills. If you're not a beginner, you're intermediate advanced and there's a specific thing you're looking for. We got to be able to help you get to that thing as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm not sure that, that the homepage is doing either of those things optimally right now. Um, so at any rate, that's top of mind for me. These are, these are things that we're always thinking about. And, and it's funny cause we're, we're not specifically talking to the audience. You know, uh, we yeah. live in little Chico and, and, uh, the amount of people that know about video maker in town, uh, percentage wise is pretty small. Um, but you know, worldwide, lots of people, we could talk to lots of people, but we don't get that immediate feedback. So it's, uh, we're always trying to think of how to make things better. We're asking our survey, we're asking you guys, uh, but we, you know, we're always trying to make it better. Well, obviously for our own um, benefit, uh, but also, you know, the good thing about what we're doing is if we're successful, you're successful. You know, if, if we're making content that you guys uh, want to read, cool, then we can make, you know, ads from that. Um, so, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, money from the banners and all that kind of stuff or whatever way the, the company makes money, it's from you guys visiting our site. So it's, it's really nice when we can just make good content and you guys are able to get to it. And our biggest problem is just making sure everybody gets to it. So, you know, we have so many different strategies from sharing it on social media to sending it to an email to highlighting something on the web page. I mean, just a few years ago, our site was very different. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we're trying to always optimize that for, um, for the best, uh, best outcome for people to enjoy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the last thing we got to consider is, you know, there's people who turn to us for news, people who turn to us for education, but there's also the buying decisions. So buyers, guides and reviews. So we got to yeah. figure out a way to weave that in. Our new strategy for this is not as rapid. So the idea is to uh, help people to find the best uh, products in a certain category, less so about reviewing every single product as, as a full article. Because frankly, the the market uh, for people who want to read a review of a very obscure microphone, for example, is pretty small. But the market for people who want to find the best microphone for 
voiceovers is pretty big. Um, yeah, so. and and you know the the cool thing is too is and I, as I write a lot of the reviews or most of them, uh, you know you want to give advice on how to buy something. But sometimes it's more general knowledge and it, yeah. and it feels weird to include it in a specific review, you know, like how to buy a camera. I can be giving the same tips in every single review yeah. or we can make a buyer's guide that not only guides you to our choices in each uh, section, but the all of the tools you need to be able to make your own choice outside of our list. And uh, I've been really proud of our, our, our buyer's guides. They're just really uh, good, fun reads. And if you want to be... Um, uh, if you want to know how to get the best gear, we have a buyer's guide that's going to guide you there, if not tell you exactly what to buy. And that's yeah. pretty rad. And uh, and soon, and uh, when I say soon, I'm hoping like next week, the buyer's guides will also help you um, price compare between retailers. That's so. pretty cool. I always get, I'm always tired of, uh, you know, uh, currently this camera is this price, but it's probably on sale because, you know, yeah. we, we always have to talk MSRP because... Prices do change all the time. Uh, yeah. And then some manufacturers, of course, the price never changes. But other ones, it fluctuates all over the place. Yeah, our new tool will be real-time. So as soon as B&H updates it, boom, it's going to be live on the site. As soon as Amazon updates theirs, it'll be live on the site. That's great. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Um, okay, maybe we should get to the news, eh? Yeah, let's jump in. So first thing first is uh, the new Sony uh, ZV-1. Yeah, that's hard to say, isn't it? ZV, VZ? Uh, it's even harder if you're from Europe or Canada. The Z? The ZV1, yeah, when they were presenting it, they did. Um, uh, L. Dean, the guy that worked for Sony that, that was telling us, he, he says, I, I couldn't use Z. Z just didn't feel right. And he's from South uh, Africa, yeah. so definitely. Uh, it's easier to say ZV1 if you ask me, though. ZV1, yeah. Uh, maybe it'll. ZV? Z, well, it reminds me of uh, the Nikon Z or Z1 Z, or Z6, Z6 and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and that when I heard the announcement, I was in Japan and it was Z to everyone. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 that's a Z. What's a Z? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about Z. That's that, that's how you know people outside of America uh, said that letter until like I was 30 years old or something. Uh, totally. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I think I might have been like the first time I ran into somebody that was. It would have been high school for me because I had a girlfriend that was Australian. But that, like outside of that, I had no outside of America. The other one that I th I hear it sometimes and not other times is H. H. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The the heart. The uh, or uh, I actually really like uh, car. The different car words. So like bonnet and windscreen oh, yeah. and uh, aluminium. Those kinds of. Uh, but those are more British. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the camera. Yeah, super <laughs> good tangent there. But the uh, the the Sony Z uh, ZV1. ZV1. The, so. Um, think of it as the um, RX100 Mark IV, I think, uh, but with like all of the photo, the really rich photo features out of it so it can be cheaper and really a specifically focused camera that's for vloggers. And so just for clarification, the camera you just mentioned, the RX100, is like Sony's flagship point and shoot camera, fixed lens, tiny camera you know, fit in your pocket, kind of. Yeah, and but like shoots, you know, shoots 4K. I, um, in fact, they shoot up to 960 frames uh, yeah. in bursts. I mean, lots of really rich features. One inch um, sensor. Uh, you know, they're um, they the four and the five. I think the difference is just how long the built-in lens is. Um, but the big thing about most Sony's is, or up to this point, the rear screen just tilts, and so if you wanted to shoot yourself like a vlog, tough. Uh, you know, they might flip up, but this one actually is fully articulating so you can shoot and see yourself. Um, they're calling it the content creator ca uh, camera. Uh, I have to believe that, you know, that's, uh, but it's still, it's a, you know, it's a small sensor, but the lens is built for you to have, uh, I think, 24 to 70 uh, as a field of view at 2.8 which I think is, I, th I think that's right. Um, Their YouTube channel, they've got a video up about it. They're calling it a vlog camera. Vlog camera, let's see here with a, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a 24 to 70, 1.8 to 2.8, uh, which I don't know. I just shoot 2.8 all the time because quite frankly. 1.8 uh, is pretty small. Yeah, yeah, and you're, it would just be easier. I'd it's probably pretty, be at four, wide, honestly. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the small sensor is pretty, you know, um, good low light sensitivity as far as when it was RX100. We haven't gotten our hands on it yet. Um, we'd like to get one soon, but that they uh, they also have the grip 
um, for them that uh, they first showed us for the RXO Mark II. And it's like a little grip that uh, you, can, you can connect to control the zoom and the record function from the handle of the of the actual grip. Uh, ours, because uh, it was they are plastic, uh, and that's the other thing about this is not as like water resistant. You know, uh, typically video shooters aren't going to be like it's raining, let's keep shooting. Um, whereas I think that's far more typical to be like I'm going to keep going taking photos and stake it out when I need to take a picture. But for you know shooting video, most people get really concerned really quickly. Uh, so this isn't super water heat sealed or anything like that. They did a lot of things to lower the price. Uh, but uh, yeah, the grip we had was, uh, it fell apart event, uh, after a little while. So it's kind of a bummer, uh, but you know, it kind of tilts and whatnot. The other cool thing is um, they have a, uh, a hot shoe mic that they announced last year that has five capsules in it. And all together, those capsules work and uh, cancel out each other so you can get, uh, you can change the directions of the mic. Uh, so, you, so you can have different, um, different uh, pickup patterns and uh, make from, you know, super hypercardioid all the way to Omni. And, you know, those those are all going to be helpful depending on the situation you're in. Uh, this camera, instead of having like a pop-up flash, because it's not focused on photos, it has a microphone. And uh, so that microphone is meant to make it so you don't have to buy your Rode video mic whatever uh to mount on here it's already there uh and they're expecting you to shoot close to yourself so you know the proximity for those is always that's the application where those work well anyway you know the rode video mic pro plus ntg5 whatever you want to you know there's all all sorts of them out there that uh you know they're really not that great if your subject matter is not very close unless you're doing like live sound or something like that where there's a lot of sound uh, otherwise, you're just going to hear the room a lot. Just like in here, we're talking very closely to the microphone, so uh, it sounds better. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about it, being that like I was excited when computer companies first started saying we're making content creator computers, and this is I think the one of the first cameras of like we're doing this. Uh, you know, uh, we're going after someone that wants to do this specifically. And, and it has all the other features in it that, that you would otherwise, you know, your time lapse. And, and I think you can't, you can still take photos and, uh, and everything. Yeah, it can shoot up to 960 frames per second, which quite frankly, most things are way too slow to shoot at that. Uh, you know, like watching someone take their glasses off is it's going to take 40 seconds if you shot them for yeah, two seconds. Yeah, that's like water balloon popping. Yeah, or, or speed, like right? fire. Or, or yeah, or like trying to see a bird flap like one revolution in a, in a yeah. you know it's way too too fast and they have it's cool because they have start or end trigger so like you could be watching something and actually have a button to say oh I saw it and it ends like if you watch any like slow mo guys or anybody using a Fantaflex it's always post trigger it's not record hope it happens in the time they have yeah. it's like stop okay we got the four seconds before I said stop right um, and so uh, that's it's pretty neat. Um, What's so the price? It's, it's, it's like eight hundred uh, bucks. It's seven fifty right now, and then apparently after June twenty eighth, it's going to be eight hundred. Eight hundred. Yeah. Um, I really like this idea of take a great camera that's a still and video camera like the RX one hundred, and take out all of the crazy photo features totally. and make it cheaper. Like for video shooters who are not that interested in photos, like this is great. I, I think of every single camera I've used that's not a dedicated video camera. I probably have never used them to the extent of it being worth paying more for it to take stills. Yeah, if you think about this in reverse, right? Like you could say, oh, I don't want to lose those still photos. Well, people generally have a bias towards keeping the things that they have, like they don't want to lose it. But if you're thinking about it from a new buyer perspective, if you're into video, ask yourself, are you willing to pay an extra $300 for the photo features? Like, that's what it's going to be, right? To go from this to the RX100, whatever the new version is. Or it might even be like uh, $500. Yeah, so something like crazy, right? bucks. Like, oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, you could say the same thing about uh, the Nikon Z6, right? Like, what if that was $500 cheaper? Yeah, I, was, I mean, I, I just, I think of every camera. Like, crap, the GH5, take out those photos features. Yeah, Like, exactly, I wasn't going to use them anyway. It's a small sensor. We're good. I mean, it's fun to have it when once it's there. It's, it's in your hands, but... And, but, and this know. is going to be able to take pictures, but it's just not going to have all the advanced features. I, we go, on, I go on a lot of the trips with, with especially Sony to to try out new cameras, and I'm always like, cool. 
I love that that camera has uh, animal eye tracking and photo only. I'm so going to use that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you have this amazing technology that I can never use. You know, it's like, well, the eye tracking's better now in video. Cool. I'm excited about that. But I, you know, it's really just a, a, um, a tease to, to show me all these cool features that I can't use in, in, in video. Um, and I just, I, lo I love the idea that they're going, okay, the form factor, it's so much has been like this form factor is for fo shooting photos. And I think like, well, GH4, GH5, those cameras went, no, we're, we're actually really video first, but we're a video and photo camera. Whereas right. this one's like, we're pretty much video and we have some photo features kind of, if you want, you know, and I, I mean, I don't know what the other photo features are, but, uh, you know, enough that they didn't really mention any of it in uh, the briefing they did with us. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm super excited about it. I think, uh, I mean, is it going to be a beautiful camera? Meh, I don't know, but I, I, ex I'm excited for our, for, uh, video creators that have been looking for a solution and now it's cheaper because they you're, you're not buying into the photo features you didn't need yeah i mean uh, this is this is not a camera for people who want like the most gorgeous image available right this is this is for vloggers who want a selfie it's, camera it's for getting a job done it's for a workflow specifically right uh you know but i mean i don't know i've I, i've told sony this I, I remember being like i want the a7s2 sensor in a video camera and it's yeah. like well, quite frankly, the A7S anything is a crappy photo camera because it's so slow and so low megapixel. It's like just just take those out. Don't make me pay for them. Uh, I love that idea. I mean, it's the, I mean, how is Blackmagic able to make their cameras uh, more affordable? There's no photo f features in them at all, and no one else is taking that um, you know that line. So it's really great to that they they can do that. Hopefully, they'll do it more. Um, I'm not sure, but this is, I think this is very specific because they've been getting dinged so many times. They'd release another A60 something hundred and the screen would still not flip. And people are like, oh, I'm still going to uh, say that the Canon uh, Rebel line, even though it shot, you know, at the time only HD is a better camera because it's got a flip out screen. You know, it was like yep. waiting for that flip out screen. And now it's like, okay, well, here Sony it is. had, didn't they have one that where the screen would flip straight up? Yeah, yeah, the A6600, A6400, um, or down. Uh, see, the Z, the yeah, Z50 the is down. Oh, I yeah, it, the, it was kind of a pain, right, that the Z50 flips down and, you know, put it on a tripod. And yeah, and then the, for the A66 and A6400, it flips up, but if you have any kind of microphone on it, oh, yeah. you're, you're done. So you then have to get, like, a, uh, a you know, shoe-mounted... Uh, or, you know, a, a bottom mounted shoe mount for the side of your camera if you want to use a microphone, which is fine. Uh, honestly, if you're if you're not rigging your camera for the work you're doing, uh, you're probably losing um, s some capability out of your camera. Um, you know, specifically if you're if you're doing the same kind of work all the time, might as well make that machine work the best it can for that task. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty excited about this camera. Um, I think uh, I don't know if they're going to sell a ton of them. But, but I think it's going to be great for vloggers. Well, you know, the thing is, is like camcorders haven't been hot for a long time. Yep. And I mean, I remember being excited about a camcorder, but it was like, because it had a handle on the top and it looked like I was in a, I was filming skate videos all the time. You know what the sad thing is? Maybe it's not sad. Uh, it's just a camcorder kind of, right? Like pretty much it's, it's just, just, it's got the form factor of, a. Uh, little point-and-shoot still camera yep. if it sells more because it's got that form factor I'll be amazed yeah. But frankly a lot of the handheld camcorders are fine cameras for vloggers and I think actually they've been been using them for a while so I, I don't know I don't really get the form factor I, thing I do, here, I, do th I think that the the idea of the it doesn't look like a camcorder because the camcorder it, it, especially to a younger generation, says this is old. I think fogey that's camera. over, Chris. I really? think it's. I mean, I think young people now who are vlogging, they're too young to remember the, that the fact that those camcorders are, have gone out of style. You know? Yeah. Like, do I they guess. care? I don't know. I, I. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm. I guess I'm an old guy now. So yeah. what, what do I know? Uh, I mean, older think, guy. Think about when the uh, 5D Mark II came out. 12 years ago. Yeah, that's true. That's when those those football cameras started to go out of style and people who are vlogging now 
they don't remember 2008 and the cameras that were popular then. Well, and you know, the funny thing is until five years ago, I was bringing a camcorder out to shoots. So the client would think we're using professional equipment, yeah. which was totally like, no, we abandoned this camera eight years ago, yeah. but we used to record audio cause it's digital audio and we don't want to buy another recorder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you're totally right. It's a, it's just a camcorder and a new form factor, but don't tell anyone that. Oh, uh, you know what? Actually the camcorder would have been better off cause it has those massive batteries. <laughs> it's true. Or at least different size battery options. Yeah. Uh, but oh, no record limit on it. Just like all the new Sony cameras. It's a so camcorder. It is a camcorder, but it's, I think Sony's just been like, ah, we'll pay the tax. Like, yeah, maybe. I, th I think that's just what it is. And, and uh, what I've noticed a lot more is the cost in Canada for stuff. It used to be, you know, like 15%. They're paying 25, 30% more mm. for things now. And I'm not really sure what the reasoning for that is, but that's the most apparent cost. I think it's because they always tie that with USA and they never tell us the European price because oh, we're yeah. in the US market, but yeah. we might be talking to some Canadians or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's outside of my area of expertise, how that, how that whole stuff works. Yeah. Um, okay. So next piece of news, uh, black magic came out with an update for the Ursa mini pro 4k, which is, uh, I don't know. There's a lot, not a lot super exciting here, except for a, that there's uh, some 3D LUTs, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, this is a camera that was released a year and a half ago or, or more, maybe two years ago. Um, yeah, because I think it was two years ago because last year would have been the uh, Pocket Cinema 6K. Yeah. And I think the 4K and, and the 4.6 came in at the same time. Uh, and, you know, these are neat inputs. I'm glad they did them. Um, uh, if you have one, it's great to know these new features, uh, and to get updated. Um, I know for, for me, uh, around here, we don't, I, unless I, uh, I hear of an update and I read the list and go, oh, I could benefit from feature seven, uh, don't update the cameras too often. Yeah. Uh, and that can be a problem sometimes. So like, uh, if you're trying to use a new lens or something else like that, but like if the job, if the camera's doing the job, uh, there, it's not really, um, a lot of times you just overlook them uh, one or two. And um, this is, this is, there's some, some good things in here. Customizable guides. Third and, stop ISO increments. That's not bad. Uh, third stop. Oh, so they just have Instead of more options from 400 to 600. There's some stuff in between. Okay. I mean, Sometimes you just need to like nudge it a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's, I mean, that's good. It probably should have been there in the first place. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's the problem with with a lot of Black Magic stuff. Like they they came out with the you know the uh, Ursa Mini Pro that had like you know NDs and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, those last ones needed it too. Like mm -hmm. you're just all of a sudden making a new version with it, and that's great. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to all the knobs and dials and stuff or, or what everybody was asking for. Uh, but you know, uh, it this is a this is a this is a short list. I imagine if you uh, speak one of the eleven languages now, it, it accepts, and it didn't before. You're elated because yeah, that's, that's, that's now you could use the camera, or you don't have to learn English to to use it. Um, okay, so maybe there's not much more to talk about on that one, other yeah. than if you have this camera, uh, go get the update. I guess. Yeah, uh, it's a good camera. Do we still have ours. Uh, we have the Blackmagic, uh, um, not the 4.6, it's, the the, it's the original 4k mini, and this is the 4k six, 4.6, 4.6k G2, Pro. I think, right? Uh, uh, if it is, they dropped the G2. Yeah. I don't remember what the difference is between G1 and G2, but I think, you know what? I think the biggest difference was the, was, um, Blackmagic raw, mm. um, and maybe they're offering it for everything, but um, regardless, uh, let's move on. Okay, I'm excited about the next one because I'm going to use a sound effect when I... Yeah, yeah. Say. Okay, so um, ProRes RAW has been... Uh, there's an update that's supposed to come out for the uh, the uh, Panasonic uh, Lumix S1H, and it has been delayed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Uh, I got these. I got these eight buttons in front of me, all the sound effects, and we've like never used them. Never. It's because we don't really know what they're on. We were we were hoping that there'd be like a boo or something like that. But that, that the sad horn's fine. I, uh, I, I'm. Just, by the way, when we were talking about the last thing, I've just been listening to the words that you say, thinking about. I'm gonna listen for something that Chris says that sounds funny, and we can turn it into a sound effect. 
I think the one to, to do is you said cool, like cool. very sarca- sarcastically. <laughs> I'm cut that out and put it on this thing. Nice. Uh, so I really like the S1H. Uh, it's a really cool camera. I'm excited uh, because uh, it shoots uh, 6K, but if you're shooting 6K, you can shoot anamorphic on it uh, because it's actually not, uh, it's a square or a rectangle, not as, uh, it's not 16 by 9. Uh, so you can um, really take advantage of that extra res- resolution. Uh, but it's the RAW, is, it's going to be 12-bit RAW out the S1H to just a, a, a Ninja 5, I think. I wonder, I think, yeah, Ninja 5. And it's, I'm not sure if it's Atomos. I think it's Atomos it's the, the, that has delayed it, right? It's not, um, or 5.9K, I'm sorry, not 6K. Um, but, oh, maybe it is uh, Panasonic. They're still releasing the version 2 firmware, just not with this feature. Yeah. Well, at least you're not having to pay for the update. Um, I, I, I've actually really been happy with the camera. It's funny is during quarantine, I had the S1H, I had the Canon 1DX Mark III, uh, and I had the Nikon Z6 as cameras to go to to shoot with. And uh, after uh, one, the Canon 1DX Mark III is a, is a fine camera except for the new media uh, makes it somewhat difficult to pull the data off because we don't have a media card reader. So it actually takes a long time to pull video off of the camera. And then you can't use the camera in the interim. And it doesn't charge while you're doing that. So you're actually killing battery. So for all those reasons, I was like, oh, this isn't really what I want to use. Plus, it was very, very large files because uh, the the Canon RAW light. But the I, I really love the, the Z6, but the, the S1H... Uh, I was I was drawn to it, and it was just getting me exactly what I wanted without a whole lot of uh, work. Um, it, when I took it out, when I stopped shooting it in RAW, um, it just everything just looked really nice. I was able to to get, um, you know, it, it doesn't have a a real um, low noise floor, so you know we, I was able to crank the ISO without having a whole lot of issues. Um, the 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 kit lens, a twenty four to one hundred five f four, is really sharp and. Uh, works really well. And then I just like that because it's got this bigger sensor, you can crop a bunch of different ways. So for me, I'm producing in 4K, so I can do a Super 35 4K crop with that camera, or I could do a full frame one. And so now that 24 to 105 has even further reach because of the crop factor, so, which is really nice. But that's that's true for almost all mirrorless cameras now, except for Canon. So our main camera here in the studio is the C200, this one that is that shooting me right now. Yep. Is that the S1H over there? No, it's, it's just the it's S1. It's now like uh, 15 feet away, so I can't quite see it. That's the S1. Yeah, we're, so uh, if you watched our last video, uh, I had like no uh, shout up the field or anything. And I, I am literally on the background. Mike's got like six feet between him and the background. Um, and to get it so I have just a, a little bit of shallower depth of field, I'm actually shooting on 150 millimeter on a full frame. <laughs> so the camera's like literally like 20 feet away from me. Uh but the, it's the S1, and the S1 is the low-light monster. It's like, there's no noise. You crank it wherever you want, and, and it's just fine. Uh, I think it performs better than any other uh, in that way. Uh, but it's a big, just like any of the, the Panasonic S line, they're all big cameras. They're bigger than DSLRs. So it's not really necessarily the funnest camera to just lug around and do stuff with. But I'm shooting off of a tripod or something. Do we still have the S1H? Yep. So we're going to swap out the C200, do you think, as the main camera? Um, no, you know, the reason why is I shoot a lot of times, uh, with a shotgun mic and, uh, I oh, use you need the XLR, XLR input. input. I mean, I could use an adapter or something else, but, uh, it, it allows me to, to do that and to have two input, um, um, gains, which uh, I use a lot, uh, and, uh, is really helpful because I can do as hot as I think it needs to be and then quieter. And I almost always use my hottest input, but every once in a while, especially me, I'll get loud and it's just so great to have it, the same exact thing, just 60 be quieter. That uh, that f- feature is more important to you than the uh, ProRes RAW. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even using uh, RAW on the C200. I'm shooting. That's because, uh, uh, maybe partially because the codec isn't as good, right? Yeah. Like Pro, ProRes is uh, pretty nice. Pro, ProRes is pretty nice, um, but the files are huge. And that's really what I'm fighting right now is... I have a lot of data and I've been moving it around and uh, 
I don't want to have to, like, I, I kind of think I need to do something a little lighter. So I, one, am not chasing the I'm running out of space problem. Uh, and as well, if it's not necessary, why am I shooting raw? Uh, it just seems like it might be more work and my computer gets mad at me if I'm, you know, the 10-bit HVAC is the worst. Like, I can't, on my $10,000 iMac, play two streams of it, you know, have them stacked, uh, like, stacking two clips just... I won't even see, I won't see real time. No way. Not even in uh 10 bit 4k. Um, and, uh, so yeah, ProRes is better. Uh, Canon raw light plays pretty well, but then every once in a while it'll just get stuck. And then I won't see like a frame every five seconds. Mm. Um, I think it's just, uh, you know, the efficiency of them all, but biggest thing is, is do you need it? And I was doing it cause I could. And, uh, now you're paying the price. Yeah. And I, and I've just gotten to the point where I, I, I could, but why? I'm just going to yeah. add a LUT to it. I'm just going to, you know, put this 4K down to 1080 anyway to produce whatever. Or, you know, just it, sometimes I use it when I when it's necessary or like in the time where I'm shooting something, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I need more dynamic range than this. I'll shoot, you know, that shot so I'll have it and be able to do something. But um, just to have it on as default, I just don't know if it's necessary for the work I do. Um, I think if you're doing more narrative work or doing stuff that, that color, uh, well, dynamics is really necessary and, of course, the color. But you're getting way more dynamic range with uh, with, with any, uh, you know, higher bit depth. Mm. Um, all right. Well, maybe we should pause there, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. For years, VideoMaker has been producing quality video training to help you take your video skills to the next level. Now you can access it all from a VideoMaker Plus account. We've got courses covering everything from learning how to navigate your camera with our course on camera controls and settings to learning about color grading or even how to start a video business. VideoMaker Plus has something for you. The VideoMaker library is split into four levels. If you're just starting, try our inexpensive starter level membership, which gets you access to essential video training and a digital subscription to VideoMaker Magazine. For the most professional training, go all the way up to our professional tier membership, which gives you access to our entire library of training, which covers advanced concepts like running a video business or becoming a documentary filmmaker. Plus, the professional tier is the only membership with access to our popular webinar recordings. Plus, right now, for a limited time, you can get the professional tier of VideoMaker Plus for the price of the creative tier. That's $100 savings. Sign up at videomaker.com slash springdeal. That's videomaker.com slash spring deal. Okay, we're back. Let's see a few more uh, pieces of news this week than most second, well, third, fourth, I don't know, whatever rank we're on. One of the more exciting ones is the Live View, um, the LU800, uh, which is a uh, field level production unit. So Live View is made famous by their, um, their device that is kind of made for IRL streamers. So it's battery powered. You walk around with it on the street. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the special thing about it, because you could do that with a lot of different things, is there's redundancy. So they have like, you know, uh, multiple, you could put multiple SIM cards in it or, uh, you, you know, they th from different brands or whatever. It's trying to give you so you can have this live stream without interruptions. You can get into places. So if you don't have, if you're in an AT&T area and you have Sprint, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're able to do that. But this one, like, I think it can hold like eight different sim cards uh it also has uh, ethernet ports but what it is is it's um a live switcher that also broadcasts wirelessly without internet so and you can do up to 4k 60 in hdr wirelessly without internet as in not wi-fi but but you do need a mobile you're doing it through connection. cell and the big catch of course is it's all 5g and I'm not sure we have any 5G, real 5G in the U.S. at all. Yeah, also eight SIM cards means eight mobile plans. Yeah, well, so, I mean, I know who this is for. This is for the broadcast station that's wanting to do a live, and they normally would have bought a van, the right. microwave, all this kind of stuff. And this is like, if you have a camera with an SDI out, you can do a live event uh, and stream from it. Without, you know, I think, you know, so we're using the uh, the Sling Studio Switch, or Sling Studio, not the Switch, Sling Studio. Sling Studio. Uh, and uh, it's great, but you need you need a uh, network. So, you know, if you need, you need internet, you get internet from a network. And that's not always feasible. You know, uh, you might not have access to the network, or might not have good internet, or what, what have you. Um, and so I think there's a lot of times where that's just not beneficial. 
Um, I'm not sure if this is something that's a, I mean, this is, this would be a great thing for weddings. I can, I know so many weddings are remote or, you know, on some kind of ranch or some, you know, somewhere out. So like doing a live stream of a wedding might be somewhat difficult. Um, but I, you know, I, it, this is, they have, uh, their picture is like on a tele- tennis ball court, uh, or tennis ball, tennis court. Um, and, uh, it, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, so this has seems, to be expensive, right? It's got to be. Yeah, well, so it's available now, but has no has not released the price. Yeah, so you know it's expensive when they say contact us. Contact us. Although, you know, that is kind of a business model sometimes, too. Is like they just don't want the riffraff. Yeah. So they just, uh, but I, I kind of think it, in, it invites people to call. How much is it? You know, X, oh, buy. You know, it's yeah. like, I mean, that would be my reaction. Like, oh, shit. Geez, okay. So if you go to the their website for the product page, there's like a photograph of the device and the interface, you know, that's sort of on the outside. And it's four camera setup and it's like Fox News. Yeah. Like, a, really, is Fox News uh, doing their, you know, broadcasts from their studios using one of these things? Probably not. But, but maybe that's indicative of, you know, the level of production that they tend to, um, that they're hoping to, to capture with this. Yeah, well, I, I I think I think so. I think you're talking about um, being able. I mean, I could think of the coverage of um, of the protests and that kind of thing. You know, they have right now they're doing usually like live backpacks and they're they're it's one yeah. camera angle yeah. or whatever. But how cool would it be if you were able? But this isn't wireless, so you'd have to have cables everywhere. Uh, but you know, it'd be great to be able to broadcast from a place with multiple angles. I mean, that's this is this is what used to take a big vehicle and many people to obtain and, you know, someone to retrieve the signal and to send the signal. Whereas this is like one, one go, but yeah, it, it seems uh, that, you know, with that many SIM cards, you're thinking, you know, eight plans, if you want to be, I mean, the cool thing is you could probably grab, you know, have a plan from every single brand. And I would probably say, at least in the United States, it's likely amongst all of the brands you would not find places that didn't have coverage. Yeah, probably. Hopefully. I, I imagine, I don't know, there's probably some places in Idaho or Montana that are just nowhere that... Well, yeah, even in California, if you there. head up into the mountains and hike into a, you know, into a, uh, uh, you know, a logging road or something. Yeah, exactly. You, you might not find it. But I actually have been very surprised being out nowhere in, in, in California yeah. just because yep. uh, of the coverage. But like, you know, when there isn't anything between the two you know, there's no triangulation right. because of the you know biggest cities hundreds of miles away. Then, then you got issues. So I've been given some thought to this idea, uh, and I wrote an article about it for um, Creator Handbook that that you know the live video culture that has been accelerated during the pandemic is going to stick around, right? Like people aren't going to dial back their use of live video now that they've ramped up, and part of that comes along with the fact that over the last ten years or so live video has become easier and easier to do on your own. Yeah. You know, uh, the easiest obviously is like Facebook live, you know, you press a button and you're, and you're live. But the next step beyond that is m- easy multi-camera. Um, and I think this is just another step in that direction where you just get like a single thing, you plug some cameras into it and, and you're off to the races. Another example of this is the sling studio here. Super, super easy to do multi-camera live. I think it's going to get even easier, but this is just um, this is just another move in that direction. Well, and it's so it's interesting coming from like television, where you're typically not you're not limited to a small amount of, of inputs. <laughs> you know, four inputs is is and if yeah. four is all you get, it seems very limiting. But then again, it's like well, four. What do you need? What do you really need more than that for? Uh, and of course, it comes down to like what you're actually shooting, but. Like, it's just, it's neat that they're going, okay, well, we'll just make these very uh, compact and limited um, tools, but they'll work rock solid and they'll, you know, be easy to operate. Like, a touch interface is just super nice. Uh, You know, you don't need a lot of really nice things. And, and like, for us, we're able to use whatever camera we want, and that's really cool because, uh, you know, before you'd have to have ones that all, um, you know, had a time sync together and, and right. uh, they've answered a lot of that. And I think that's also just, uh, you know, with all of this, we've also becoming a lot more forgiving to technical issues, uh, you know, watching yeah. any anything, uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're seeing commercials where the actor shot it themselves and said something and sent it away, you know, and there's just 
lots of uh, of ways that are doing this. And and I know right now, man, I bet you Sony wishes they had a lot of these Z one uh, ZV ones because they're supposed to uh, not completely when they release them, but they're supposed to be able to be use the webcam protocol just with the USB port going right in the computer. Yeah, that's got to be a more and more common thing. I mean, it's so needed right now because, you know, you're seeing so many guests on like news and all that kind of thing. It's like the, of course, the anchor looks uh, close to as good as they do. I, I definitely know they're standing in front of a TV and, and you can usually tell that they don't have a rim light. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, they just got an even lighting and that was good enough. Uh, but you know, you, you know the the studios were were definitely one step further. But you know the the need is there, and it seems that there's a willingness. You know, and I guess amongst all this, you're either going to be willing or you're not. There's not really a lot of flexibility. You're either going to shoot it on your phone or you're not going to shoot it yeah. uh, for a lot of these things. But it's, I, I think it will be. I think once we get back to normal, um, as far as being able to. Uh, the, the, a lot of the knowledge that people experienced, they'll be able to go, oh, like, uh, what's what's this app that I recently got? My buddy sent me um, Marco Polo. Have you ever heard of it? Let's see. I've heard of the historical figure. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. the swimming pool game. Yeah, so this is the same idea uh, as the swimming pool game. Uh, it's uh, the idea of text, but instead of texting, you just talk to your phone and send it to them. So it's like doing a bunch of uh, video recordings back and forth. Hmm. But the time timeline is just your whole conversation like it would be for Snapchat or anything mm. else like that. But it's just that. Uh, I, it has some filters and stuff like that. It's kind of gimmicky. I'm not sure if it's really going to do anything. But you're, see, you're seeing application of video in newer ways just because it's like, oh, well, I can connect this and this or, you know, we just you're getting ideas of how things are going to work. Uh, you know, the, the guy that's running the stream is not going to be able to be like, no, I can't have five guests on at once. It's like I had 16 on my Zoom call last week. What are you telling me that? You know? Yeah. So but the hard thing, of course, is the technology of Zoom is very difficult to do if you're doing it, you know, in any way other than on web cameras. Uh, it's, yep. it's just really interesting how strangely complex it would be if it wasn't all just in software. So that's, I think, the big thing we're going to see is just a lot of interfaces and, and be able to do stuff with, with, with computers. It'd be great to have a switcher on your phone. Yeah, I was going to say, how long before we see a device that connects to your iPhone or your um, Android phone just via its charging port, whether that's USB-C or Lightning or whatever, that's like, you know, basically a little capture device that you could just connect outside external video sources in and then switch with an app well so uh well the sling right you could you can do that all that stuff you can make your cameras your phones cameras and without yeah. wire without wires and stuff yeah, but what do you need this for but you still need that yeah and it's like it would be great to have a, maybe a computer that's hubbing it but it's a wireless hub so there is a certain yeah, amount of, yeah. of wireless uh, but, that's going but to everything it, but. everything now is shrunk down for phones right like all these interfaces go totally. shrink way down you see a lot of um I don't mean to say a lot, but a few, you know, audio mixers that are for phones and they're like, you know, the size of two decks of playing cards, you know, like uh, you don't need a computer for this stuff. I, I, well, I don't know. I'm not an engineer, but um, it seems like your your phone is a pretty powerful computer. Right. And we just don't have the interface to connect multiple inputs. Actually, I think that there are apps that will do this wirelessly between phones like you can bring in other phones and and maybe switch between those i gotta look that up actually well, i might be making it or up. just use the internet you know what i mean like or a zoom call you know what i mean like if you want different angles well, yeah yeah for sure you, you for could sure, just switch sure. between you know so i think that there's that like if if everybody's going to the internet and then the you're just controlling an interface that controls the hub that's actually on the internet from a, on a server somewhere but latency is the big the big yeah. gap on all of this stuff is dealing with latency and people's I, I mean i think that people are willing to accept more latency right now but when there's not a easy excuse for it they're not going to accept it at all okay imagine uh imagine you're shooting uh your kid's soccer game i'm just using this because it's such a cliche but yeah. shooting your kid's soccer game and your phone is the switching device that switches between all the other parents' phones that are shooting simultaneously. Like everyone's shooting video of their kids at the at the soccer game, right? Like why can't you have one that all these video feeds are feeding together into a single device and you're streaming that live? What would be one step further is all all they do is put a hashtag on it, and it's going to a site, 
and then everybody can make their own cut from all of the different ones and then they sync everybody's time code so even if you recorded for your guy's goal yeah that could be there could be five covers of just that goal uh who knows you know or uh, the different cameras around there let's go let's go one step further because i feel like we have made these predictions over the last 20 years about these types of things and in the end what it ends up being is artificial intelligence making those choices so you don't even have to think about it yeah like why doesn't the phone know that the the goal is the important part and just cut to the best shot of the goal being shot? Yeah, uh, or, I mean, even down to the point of uh, communication companies sending satellites into the sky so that they can be another angle on your yeah. soccer game, you know what I mean? Like, Well, actually, that's pretty scary, right? Like, if they can see your soccer game, they can see anything. Yeah, well... I'm pretty sure that's already available, Mike. <laughs> the government just has a control. <laughs> at least of that if stuff. it's at least if it's a satellite, you can carry a parasol and hide from them, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it just reminds me of like every time they. Uh, what was I watching? Oh, Space Force. Have you seen Space Force yet? No, but I heard it's pretty funny. It's really great, but there's this, a situation where uh, videos on, and they're trying to understand, uh, see something, and Steve Carell goes enhance, <laughs> and they're like, you can't put information there where it's not. This isn't a movie. And he looked at him like, you know, yes, it is. You know, this isn't a TV show. Yeah, fourth wall. Yeah, exactly. But it, but it was. Uh, I, I just I'm like that's. I can't watch CSI or those shows because it's just like, oh, really? Well, they had to drop that, right? That whole enhanced thing. After one, it became a meme online. But totally. secondly, after so many people have had their hands in Photoshop now, like everyone knows that that's, that's bull, you know? Yeah, well, I don't know. I still think people call for it. And be like, oh, come on. <laughs> Where's that. the enhanced scene? Where's the enhanced? Well, uh, it wasn't in focus. It wasn't in focus. Uh, how about one more news story? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, Rokinon, 85 millimeter, one4 Full frame telephoto, eighty five millimeter. Is that really a telephoto lens? You think? Oh yeah. I think that's normal. I think that's the top range of normal, isn't it? No, I'd, I'd say top range of normal is like fifty five. Okay. Uh, I eighty five for for a full frame. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that's I don't say only for full frame. You wrote Otherwise, the course on this. So. Yeah, eighty five. I think eighty five is one of my favorite portrait lenses, uh, as far as a fixed uh, fixed focal length. Um, One hundred five is just a little bit too much for me, and it, uh, I really like. Uh, 85 as a focal length on a full frame uh, and uh, this is you know I really like the uh, the G Master from Sony and it's a 85 f4 one4 um, I believe as well and so and I'm sure it's a lot more money than this this is seven eight hundred bucks let's look up bnh bnh says the 85 G master 85 G master see if i can do this quickly oh you know when there's a we need the uh for our soundboard here we need the uh the jeopardy for like when we're waiting for something to happen so the sony fe85 f1.4 g master is eighteen hundred dollars well this is really rokinon's thing right totally well and not only that that's this is sony so we'd have to look at uh canon because this is an ef lens so the Rokinon uh, 85 1.4 is 800 bucks. So 85, so the Canon FE 1.4, F1.4 is uh, 1500 bucks. So that's more, that's more, that makes more sense as far as comparatively. Um, uh, but, you know, Rok- I don't know. I've not been a, uh, I've not shot a lot of Rokinon. Definitely not as much as like say Sigma as far as a third party. Um, and what's what a Rokinon and um, they have a sister company, uh, Samyang. Samyang, yeah. Samyang that makes pretty much you'll be able to find the same lens. It just depends on the market of which it's branded on. Yep. I think that's more, you know, if you're in Asia, it's probably called Samyang. Um, and then, of course, there's Zine and, and that, the which is the cinema lenses and everything. But uh, and I, I like the, cin- the cinema lenses. Those were, you know, relatively affordable for a nice quality. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure this thing's solid. Uh, you know, it's so hard um, when you're comparing lenses, especially if the specs are all the same. So then you're like, okay, is it the quality of the glass? Is it the color? Is it you know? You just want to be able to shoot through them. And and for that, I recommend if especially if you're struggling on what lens to get, just rent rent. Yeah, them. I was just gonna actually check to see if it's on uh, lens rentals. I right? imagine it's not yet uh, unless it's new, available. Right? 
uh, looks like it's out in June, so it won't be available. Well, it's June. Uh, maybe they have the pre. Is it pre-ordering a rental thing? Um, okay. I, yeah, it is. I think actually, because uh, I remember um, the when we wanted to get the Black Magic Pocket Cinema, they had it rented out for like four months, and we couldn't get it yet because people had signed up to rent it, but then they were waiting for it to come. Here we go, Rokin on. Uh... 85.4? millimeter f1.4 for canon autofocus what's uh what's the weekly rental it's 60 bucks so i i mean given 60 bucks is almost 10 percent of this lens it's totally sure, yeah it's eight totally percent or something like that uh but like if you're investing in something you want to keep around i mean crap rent it for two days uh you know the the cool thing about you know every lens every time i've le- rented from lens rentals like we get it, and then I don't return it until the very last shipment on the day it's. Yeah, leaving. drive it down to it's the uh, to the airport right before. Yeah, the, exactly, the and yeah. and they're not. You know, I've never had a thing. Even though you get the notification like four days later that it came in, never saying it was late. Yeah, uh, because I think they well they probably tracked it knowing the it problem, got checked in. But. The problem with those short term rentals is you pay for the shipping. You know, so you want to. It's well, cheaper then, per day if you extend that out. Yeah, or maybe just rent the two you're trying to c- c- choose between, you know, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, there you go. I wonder uh, if they ship them in the same box. I th- they probably put them in the case together. Hmm. Uh, I've, I've, it, Lens Rentals does a lot, or at least Lens Rentals specifically, does a lot to package their stuff really well. Like, all their boxes are spe- exactly the same size as the hard cases they use. Mm-hmm. So yeah, every, that's right. Yeah. It, like, and everything goes into a hard case, gets shipped, even though it's heavier. I'm sure it's just way less liability for them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I I'd love to see this. It looks just like the 85 G Master. Um, uh, though you know, if you're adapting this for mirrorless, it would be another you know inch and a half, two inches longer. Well, uh, I guess we should try to get one. Yeah, yeah. We I, I have a their 50 millimeter um, Cine um, DS DS Cine DS lens uh, EF uh, mount. Uh, that I've been uh, uh, playing with a little bit, and uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. It, it seems like uh, it's just a kind of a chintzy photo lens with hard focus stops and, a, and an aperture ring. Uh, not necessarily anything uh, special about the the actual image. Uh, plus, they're very small for cinema lenses. Like like half the like most all cine glass seems so robust, and then there's this little pinner lens calling itself a cine lens. But this is surely a big lens. Uh, the one thing I don't like about uh, these big barrel lenses is usually it'll mess with uh, your um, tripod plate for mm. video shooters, your video tripod plate. Of course, the small little cleat that you use for shooting photos uh, won't get in the way, but our, our longer universal plates, even the short ones, uh, tend to get in the way of, of that little lip, and so you end up having it mount it you know, backwards or some kind of strangey thing. Yeah, always a pain. Yeah. Um, all right. Maybe we'll call that a show, eh? Yeah, I think so. Okay, uh, boy, I wish we had another uh, sound effect to play us out, but... Which one are you going to do? Okay, I thought yeah. you were going to do the wah, 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 but... <laughs> Not quite. You got cheer. Uh, yeah, so that's our project, I guess, between now and next week. Uh, we got to see if we can find a few more uh, sound effects. We got cool. I think we're going to... I think cool is going to work out. If you have any uh, suggestions, uh, uh, let us know, because, uh, you know, why not? Yeah, exactly. I, I really want a boo still. I want a golf clap. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we. Uh, it would be great to have like an announcer, uh, like like, uh, and Jimmy Fallon, you know that kind of thing, and then applause and some and like a live band ooh. sounding. But then it, you know, it's just us in a room by ourselves. We know some pretty good voiceover people, right? Who could give us a. Uh, uh, full on intro. Yeah, totally. Or or I'll just morph mine into a low voice, so it's, and uh, or and I'll do this. So it looks like I'm doing, it. <laughs> and introduce ourselves. Uh, I've been watching Ben Folds. Uh, he does a live uh, show every weekend, and uh, he introduces himself, but he's not quite out of frame. Oh you, yeah, and you could tell. And then he reaches in and hits spacebar on the computer <laughs> to play his intro song. And then you could see him, you could hear him walking around the camera and then walking in and he changes his jacket and his shoes. Like he's yeah. Mr. Rogers. And I'm like, okay, 
if you're by yourself, you, you got to have a little bit of show business in there. That's one of the just marvelous things about the world we live in right now with um, Twitch and, and all that is is seeing celebrities like do these things themselves out of their homes or their studios or whatever. And yeah, he, he repeats it. He's like, I'm, I'm not really an engineer. And I, I just think it's so funny. The guy's probably been doing it long enough that he's not needed to engineer stuff, whereas musicians these days, that's kind of how you yeah. get it done. But it, it's just kind of funny. I'm like, man, I would love to have. I'm not a lighting guy. Let's get the lighting guy in here, you know? Yeah, right. That'd, That'd be, be nice. fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so we'll call it there, eh? Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Yeah. Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, again, as always, uh, we would love it if you went over to iTunes and gave us a five-star review and hit that subscribe button. It'll deliver the podcast right to your mobile device. It is super helpful to us and super convenient for you. So for Chris Monlux and everyone here at Videomaker, I'm Mike Wilhelm, and you've been listening to the Videomaker Podcast. We'll catch you next time.